Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey, they, they say home is where the heart is. Uh, it's also where the rest of you is. Not to mention your, your family and just about everything you own as well. It's a lot more than just a roof over your head to keep the rain out at night. And you have to protect it. Listen, the threat of cyber thief, of cyber thief stealing your credit card, that is a risk. But it's nowhere near your biggest risk. You could take the, uh, you could take over, your, a thief could take over the ownership of your home. It's called home title theft, and the FBI calls it one of the fastest growing crimes. Cyber criminals hack into vulnerable government banking or mortgage company servers where copies of your home's title is stored, forges your signature stating you sold your home to him, and then he quickly borrows money on your home and leaves you in debt. You don't even know about it until the collection notices show up. Go to Home Title Lock, register your address to see if you're already a victim and don't even know it. Use the promo code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code RADIO. HomeTitleLock.com. 15 seconds. And welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I want to start with President Obama over the weekend as he talks about rebuilding society. Hmm. So not rebuilding just the financial sector, rebuilding society. Listen to what he says. These are serious times and we need serious people. Yeah, I do. We have too much to get done to be going backwards. Here we are trying to recover from a global pandemic that has killed more than 700,000 Americans, put millions in harm's way. We don't have time to waste on phony culture wars or fake outrage that the right-wing media are peddling just to juice up your ratings. We should be building on the progress we've made, not tearing it down. Instead of asking middle-class families to bear even more of a burden, we should be asking those who've been fortunate enough in this economy to be doing better than ever to pay their fair share of taxes. Instead of spreading misinformation or disinformation about the last election, we should be trying to strengthen our democracy, encouraging people to vote. We are at a turning point right now. 
both here in America and around the world. There's a mood out there. We see it. There's a politics of meanness and division and conflict of tribalism and, and cynicism. Mm. And, and, you know, we could go down that path, but I tell you, that is the path to ruin. The good news is there's another path. One where we pull together. One where we solve big problems together. One where we rebuild our society in a way that gives more and more people a better life. That's the choice we face. A choice that I believe will define not just the next few years, but the next few decades. He is right on the choice that we face. He is wrong, as usual, on everything else. We're going to lay out the choice for middle-class families in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, uh, as you will find out in hour three today, in a, a really don't-miss hour, um, you're going to find out that they made yet another statement on Friday afternoon. The White House released new plans uh, on gender equity. And this all goes to yet another building block for ESGs. I can't wait until next Friday. That's two Fridays in a row. It is here. So what are you doing about your financial state? Well, may I suggest that you lock in your mortgage rate. If it is an adjustable, please change that now. If it is, uh, if it is something that you have... Um, and you've got four or even three percent interest, please change it now. If you have equity in your home and you can pay off your high interest debt, uh, credit cards, do it now. Save hundreds of dollars a month. Please call American Financing at 800 906 2440. American Financing 800 906 2440. American Financing NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, so I, I want to talk to you about that choice. First of all, remember, if you believe Barack Obama, uh, I am just doing all these things to hype my ratings. I'm telling you, there is nothing that I would like to do less than this, to tell you the truth and to tell you what is coming your way. It is really important that you change your um, your status uh, as somebody who is casually watching the news to somebody who is really paying attention and preparing for what is coming. Today is a really important show that if you have the time, listen to all of it today. Uh, there is so much information. I could go for seven hours today. I've left so much off the table. I want to start with how the middle class is being helped by Joe Biden. The World Bank sees, quote, significant inflation risk from high energy prices. Energy prices are expected to inch up next year after surging more than 80% this year. They're expecting it to go higher, fueling significant near-term risks to global inflation. So it has gone up 
Why? Well, they say that it is a breakdown of the uh, system of importing all of the oil. So any country that is importing oil is facing 80% increase in the price of oil and more next year. Well, let me just say we weren't importing any oil. We were exporting as of December of this last year. In January, Joe Biden stopped all of that. So now we are importing oil. So the middle class family, if you are struggling just to count your pennies at the gas station, there is only one place to put that blame, and that is on Joe Biden and his administration. His administration wants to get us off of fossil fuels, so they are stopping all production of fossil fuels here in America and making us energy dependent in the Middle East. So you have inflation, but don't worry. They say that it's not going to be horrible. I mean, after all, the giant corporations didn't blink on Friday. Uh, Jerome Powell, who runs the Fed, uh, speaking at a Bank for International Settlements conference, he said the supply chain bottlenecks have caused the recent wave of inflation are likely to last last well into the next year. He said he could raise interest rates two times next year in an effort to tame pricing pressures. Even with that said, the Dow, the stock market, hit an all-time high on Friday. With them saying the breakdown of of the uh, supply chain and the problem with inflation... And we're going to raise interest rates twice next year. Somehow or another, the giant corporations just did really well. This is where you come in. You must pay attention. Do not believe there is no sanity anymore in the market. It is not connected to reality at all. By the way, um, China is now on the brink of absolute chaos. They are where we were in 2008, except their problem is much worse than it was in 2008 for us. If they don't bail their people out, there's going to be revolutions in China. If they just let it go, they're going to have a real breakdown of their system. It is exactly what we went through in 2008. Do you think that's going to make your life better or worse? Do you think that your products that you go out and buy are going to be more plentiful or less plentiful? When we have to develop yet another booster shot, are we doing it or are we waiting for China to do it? When they say build back better, they are not building anything that is actually helping the stability and the long term future for the United States of America. They are destroying our ability to be independent 
energy wise, independent, medically uh, speaking, uh, all our vaccines and everything else. Ninety nine percent of them are made over in China. Why aren't we investing in that? If we want to invest in building our country. okay, then why are we investing in equity programs? This is a destruction of our country, and it is coming. The Federal Reserve has now even said that the vaccine mandates are hurting employment numbers. Uh, let me give you the CDC director. Um, do we have this? We have this cut here uh, from the CDC director. Yeah, cut two, please. We have seen that these mandates are getting more and more people vaccinated. Here's what we know. The most disruptive thing that you can do to a workforce is to have a COVID outbreak in that workforce. That will most definitely not only send people home, but it will send people to the hospital and some may pass. What we know from the police workforce is that there have been more deaths from the coronavirus over the last year and a half than all other causes of death for that workforce combined. So we believe it is very important to get these people vaccinated. There is a plan, um, should these people not want to be vaccinated, towards education and counseling to get people the information they need so that they are feeling comfortable in hey, getting stop vaccinated. Stop for just a second. So now, if you decide you don't want the vaccine, now the government will force you into counseling, which means you now are a psychiatric patient. There is something psychologically wrong with you. So they will provide psychiatric counseling for your mental health. Uh, gee, I, man, I, I'm a little uncomfortable, but that's not all. They will also educate you. I like to call it re-education because that's exactly what it is. There is a plan is there anybody in the media asking to see that plan today? By the way, they also said that the definition of vaccines or fully vaccinated is going to change because there are more booster shots along the way. So if you believe that vaccine mandates are good, they're never going to stop. If you want a vaccine passport, you will constantly be putting into your body exactly what the federal government says you must do. And this is all this is all backed up by Anthony Fauci. Hmm. He seems to be a good guy. We're going to get into him next hour. I'm going to take a one minute break and then I'm going to come back to you and talk to you about your economy and and why the federal government is no matter what anybody says the most pushback on anything in the uh the build back better bill is the 600 or $10,000 spy limit for the IRS it's important that you and your friends understand why that is happening, because they are strengthening it. They just did in a memo on Friday from the White House. We'll explain next. 
When your car warranty is out and all of a sudden a repair car uh, comes up, what are the two things that eat your money up? Uh, well, the rental car and actually getting it fixed and the time it takes. Well, there's a story out today. In fact, let me see if I can find it. Uh, that um, the car parts, there is a shortage that is now hitting auto repair shops which means it's going to take weeks to fix your car. Weeks to fix your car. So that means you're going to need a rental car, if you can find one, for weeks. Do you have the money to pay for your car, the repair, and a rental car? This is why CarShield is so important. Please, don't be on the hook to pay thousands of dollars. Don't be on the hook. If your car goes down, they have you covered with a rental car. CarShield.com slash Beck. Save 10% right now. CarShield.com slash Beck. Deductible may apply. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay. Now, remember, this is for the middle class. Remember what Barack Obama said? We have a path to build back better for the middle class. Now, it's strange because people like the New York Times will say they are going to build back better for the middle class. And at the same time, they will say they have to find some way to pay for this build back better plan, which, by the way, they also say doesn't cost anything. Okay. Then they say, uh, don't worry, they uh, are only going to do uh, increased audits on the wealthiest 1%. But to do that, apparently, they need to double the size of the IRS. Okay, just take those into consideration here for a second. Biden administration has proposed to require banks to provide the IRS with data on accounts with a total yearly deposit or withdrawal of more than $600. That is to say, every single person in the country. Now, Democrats who are opposed to that figure, the few of them say we should move it up to $10,000. That is every withdrawal or deposit that you make in a year. By the way, the average person pays between ten and $20,000 a year just for rent. So if you are renting, you're going to fall under this IRS scrutiny. Okay. This is a violation of the Fourth Amendment. If we don't start caring about the amendments and the Bill of Rights, we are not going to make it. Do not argue about the money. Do not argue about the IRS. Don't argue about anything other than this is a violation of the Fourth Amendment. It is a violation of our privacy. And by the way, the right to privacy has been defined as the right to be left alone. Now, you're never going to be left alone, ever. The government is never going to mind its business because everything you do, every penny you spend, 
will now be charted. Now they say, don't worry, this is not happening for people who, uh, you know, we're not going to count their their salary. Well, of course, you're not going to count their salary. You already have a record of that. You already know the W-2. So please don't tell me that, oh, well, we're not counting everything. Yes, you are. You're just now covering the things you can't spy on. Why do they do this? Why? The reason why they are doing this now is because, A, they are going to affect you and your budget. They are going to affect your money. For instance, if you've had any money in your 401k, has it gone up or down since 2008? If you're like most people, you would only have to guess because you haven't been really watching it because generally the news has been good for the stock market. If you have a retirement fund, you have money in the stock market. Let me play what Janet Yellen has just proposed that the Treasury needs to do. Well, um, I think what's under consideration is a proposal that uh, Senator Wyden and the Senate Finance Committee have been looking at that would um, impose um, a tax on unrealized capital gains mm. um, on liquid assets held by extremely wealthy individuals, billionaires. Ah, okay. um, I wouldn't call that a wealth tax, but um, it would help get at okay. uh, capital Stop. gains. Capital gains. It would get at capital gains. Okay. And it's going to start with millionaires. I just want to remind you, that's what they said at the beginning of the IRS. This is only going to be for millionaires. This is not going to affect anybody else. Once you give them this power, it will never be given back. So what are they saying? Well, they say that an unrealized capital gains... Well, you've had unrealized capital gains, okay? What an unrealized capital gains is, if you have your money in a pension plan and the stock market has gone up, you, even though you haven't pulled it out, even though it's still sitting there, you have to pay the taxes on the increase. Even though you haven't pulled the money out, you pay money on the increase that you just made in the stock market. Well, wait a minute. No, I pull that out. When I pull that out, that's when I pay taxes. No. Now, this begs the question, are, is the government going to pay me when it goes down? Do I get that money back? Of course not. Of course not. All of this is to do one thing, and that is to complete the goal of the plan that its slogan is build back better its plan its goal by 2030 is that you will own nothing and you will like it this is destroying everyone's wealth no matter how rich or poor you are you will own nothing this is the glenn Beck program <sighs> my patriot supply I mean, <laughs> what else do I say about this? <laughs> Honestly, 
if I have to keep telling you to prepare and you haven't prepared yet with your, you know, just basic things like having having a, a month, four weeks of food. Uh, I, I don't know what I can do. I don't know what I can do. MyPatriotSupply.com. They have a wide variety of products from survival gear to emergency first aid kits. Water purifiers going to be so important. Long-term storage of food. Whatever it is, the disaster that is coming our way, My Patriot Supply can help lessen the blow to your family. Please do it now. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Get what you need. MyPatriotSupply.com. Go there now. Glad back. Stuber Gear, Stephen Crowder, Dave Rubin, and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at BlazeTV.com. Promo code Glenn. So one of the problems they say causing inflation is we have too few truck drivers. Here is the president last week on a town hall meeting that about seven people watched. Well, guess what? A lot of these places, particularly in South Asia, are closing down because of COVID. The businesses are just flat closing. So would, would you consider the National Guard for trucking? Because for, there's a lot of yes. problems with not enough yes. truck drivers right but here's, now. And th- that's why what we're doing now. Do you have a timetable for them? Well, I have a timetable to, first of all, I want to get the ports up and running and get the railroads and the railheads and the trucks in port ready to move because I've gotten Walmart and others to say, we're going to move stuff off of the port into our warehouses. Which so are you, but are you actually talking about having National Guards and, or women driving is, trucks? The answer is yes, if we can't move to increase the number of truckers, which we're in a process of doing. Hmm. So there's a shortage of truck drivers. I didn't know that. Uh, Louis Pugh, he is the uh, executive vice president of the owner operator independent truckers, uh, truck drivers association. And he joins us now. Louis, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me on, Glenn. It's uh, really an honor. I, when I was trucking for the 20 some years I drove truck, I used to listen to your show a lot. So it's it's very uh, cool <laughs> to be you. on your show. So thank thanks you. for having us. I appreciate it. All right. So, Louie, I wanted to get you on because of this massive shortage of truck drivers that is causing the president <laughs> to bring out possibly the National Guard. <laughs> well... First of all and foremost, there is no national shortage of truck drivers. That's a propaganda that's been being pumped out there since deregulation of our industry back in uh, the late 70s, early 80s. And that's not a fact. That's, that's false. There's a turnover problem in trucking. There's a retention problem in trucking. But there is no driver shortage. There's plenty of trucks out there. We have a broken, inefficient system. And... and with all these shortages and with COVID and everything, it has finally brought that up to light. Okay, so so, so wait, the, but the the high turnover uh, rate uh, and and uh, retention that's because the life of a trucker 
can really suck. I mean, you guys are working all the time and driving all the time, right? Couldn't have said it better myself. It's, you know, somebody been in the industry for 25, 22, 23 years driving and now here. Yeah, it does suck, especially for the long haul guys. Right. They don't get paid well. Their time isn't worth anything to anybody. Like I said, you have supply chain and the loading and unloading is so inefficient for these guys. Drivers generally get paid, long haul drivers especially, get paid piecework. You know, meaning they get mileage pay. So when they're sitting in these long lines that you see at the ports or at the big box stores or warehouses and stuff, they're not getting paid for any of that. Um, you know, our turnover rate in our industry, I think last time I was 94%. Wow. So there's a lot of carriers out there. They have well over 100% turnover rate. There's 400,000 new CDLs issued every single solitary year. And oh they're saying within five years, I think we're going to need a million to a million and a half drivers. Well, in about three and a half years, you know, they'll have the amount of drivers they need if that's the case with 400,000 CDOs. So their math doesn't add up. Okay, so they say that um, the, the president has said we just need to get these trucks to offload these ships so they can get it to warehouses. Um, Louis, I don't know if you know this or not or can verify this, but... I've talked to, you know, heads of major corporations. They don't have warehouses anymore. They don't keep things, uh, you know, for the long term like they used to. They have short term warehouses, not long term warehouses. Yes, you're correct, Glenn. I mean, I started trucking in the early 90s. In the early 90s, places, factories, warehouse stuff and all that. Well, since then until now, we've kind of worked ourselves into a just-in-time delivery and just-in-time company. These companies, for whatever reason, I think taxes and a lot of things, they've decided not to keep so much stuff on their shelves and keep stuff in order. So when they, you know, they have it set up to where the trucks are kind of your rolling warehouses. They load, they get there, they unload. The stuff goes right on to the assembly line or right, right out on the shelves or whatever. So you're, I mean, we've got now, remember when you used to order stuff 20 years ago and it was six to eight weeks, you got it. Yeah. Now we want it day after, you know, we all join Amazon Prime or whatever so we can have it tomorrow. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, so if the, the president says he wants to add more trucks to the ports, will that help or hurt? It'll just be longer lines of trucks because the problem isn't the trucks. The trucks are there. You see them on TV. You see them staying in line. The problem is the inefficiency of loading the trucks and unloading the trucks, whether it's picking up at the ports. I mean, ports and piers have been terrible about loading and unloading trucks for my entire career and long before me. And them guys in the ports, they, 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 they go in there, the truckers, they, they, they get treated like dirt a lot of times, especially them container guys. I mean, I hated it. I went on the East Coast. I ran the East Coast. I hated going to the piers and the ports on the East Coast. But it's not like piers and ports. It's a lot of our big box stores. I mean, I have a friend who delivered a load of produce to one of the big box stores. He was given a penalty because he showed up early. I mean, he did better, got there early, and that box store tried to charge him a $250 fine for showing up early to deliver. Jeez. I mean, that's how crazy this industry has gotten. And, you know, myself and lots of our guys, you know, you sit around four, six, eight. I've sat around in Ohio 
longer waiting to load a load of steel than what it took me to drive to, say, New York City, a 10-hour drive. Holy and cow. you get paid nothing for that. So you wonder why people are leaving the, leave the industry. There's part of it. I mean, if, if trucking salaries had kept up with inflation since the 70s, truckers would be making six figures. There's very few truckers out there making six figures. Okay, so, so Louis, what is, the, what is the solution here? <laughs> My personal opinion, which is a lot bigger solution, is we need to make things in America. American-made stuff isn't sitting on boats out there in the ocean. I think we should have learned that through all of this. We need to start bringing stuff home. That's the big solution, in my personal opinion. I agree. As far as, truck, as, far as trucking, you know, I mean, and as far as what's going on now, they need to start loading the trucks and unloading the trucks. I mean, let's think about this, too. If you're unloading and loading these trucks in a timely fashion like you should be, them would make them trucks more efficient. So that would even lessen the amount of trucks we need because the trucks we already have would be way more efficient. They wouldn't be sitting there in lines for hours. They would be hauling freight like they want to do and are designed to do. And what has to happen to increase efficiency at the port to be able to get this stuff moving? Well, there's so many places, the port especially. And, I mean, like I said, this isn't just a port problem. This is warehouse. This is a lot of industry. Right. But in you know, but, but the port thing. I mean, there's so many people. You've got the ship lines. You've got the port people. You have freight forwarders. I mean, the drivers hardly even ever directly speak. You know, to the you know, as far as talking to the person who owns the freight, that doesn't have at all. There's all these other people in the middle, and, and you know, I. I assume, because we all know there's kind of a, a shortage in workers everywhere, it seems like. So I'm sure the port has some staffing problems, you know. Maybe that's what the National Guard ought to do. Maybe they should come in and help load and unload trucks at the ports. You, you know, I, I'm not there at the port to tell you, but usually when I used to go to the ports, you'd just sit around forever. You would check in, and some guy would say he'd be there to get you in a little bit, and Three or four hours later, they would show up and, you know, load whatever, you know, I pulled a flatbed, so whatever kind of equipment or crates or whatever I was loading on my trailer. And then you'd have to go around to this guy and have him check it and then this guy to sign your paperwork. It's just a long, drawn-out process. There is a shortage of safe parking or a shortage of parking. Is that true? That is completely correct. There's a huge, I mean, if you take, anybody takes a road trip across this country, go at night, look at the trucks piled up. Yeah, there's not, you know, trucks can't just park anywhere. They have to have parking, and there's a huge parking shortage. In fact, there was just a survey done by ATRI, um, which I, I can't think of the what the acronym is, but they're kind of, a, they're a research into transportation, and they just did a thing, just got the results this morning. That's the number one concern with truck drivers tied with driver compensation and this truck parking. And the sad thing is these big carriers and the carriers and their top ten list of concerns, truck parking doesn't even make it. That's not even on the list. So truck parking you know, is for is for when you guys rest? Yeah, when you sleep because you know, um, you're governed as a truck driver by hours of service. You have to take a 10-hour break every day. So, yeah, guys need to take their 10-hour break, and they need a safe place to do it. I mean, especially out on the East Coast, 
You get out around, you know, anywhere out on the East Coast and up into New England, there's hardly any place to park trucks safely, you know, and truck stops are few and far between, and our guys are governed to park, you, you know, for 10 hours to take the break, but there's nowhere to park. Don't people and, like and Walmart just, or places like that, can you use their parking lots? No, not generally. You cannot. We have... Uh, there's a few that will let you, but no, mostly if you park in a Walmart or even if you're there delivering, they'll make you leave, which is a shame because they have a lot of real estate and a lot of places where guys could park back in the back. Yeah, I mean, we have, we have guys get call in here. They boot their tire. They come out and put a boot on them. So then they have to pay three or $400 to get the boot removed. Or they just come in there with a tow. They find them. There's just all kinds of things. I mean, I received a fine, a ticket, and it's been a long time ago, for $65 in Massachusetts on the Mass Pike because I parked on the car side in the service plaza. It's about 2 o'clock in the morning. There's nobody in there, of course. I pulled in on the car side to take a, na- a little nap before I went on into Boston, and I was woke up about an hour later by the Mass Highway Patrol and given a $65 parking ticket and told to get on down the road. Jeez. <laughs> Louis, God bless you. Thank you so much. Uh, this is uh, Louis Pugh uh, from uh, the Owner Operator Independent Drivers Association uh, answering the question if there is a trucker's shortage. There is not a trucking shortage. Our truck drivers are on the road doing what they always do, and that is keeping America moving. Thank you so much, Louis. I appreciate it. God Thanks, bless. man. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, sir. I love that guy. Uh, all right. <laughs> I want to talk to you a little bit about Legacy Box. I I have so many pictures and so many things that I want to um, send to Legacy Box. I have the Legacy Box. I haven't sent it in, the latest batch at least. I haven't sent in because we've been under construction in our house. By the way, it'll be done in two weeks. And um, uh, so I have all of these boxes sitting at the end of my hallway that are full of pictures that I have to go through and send a legacy box. If you are like me and you have an intent to do it, you get the legacy box right now because it's 40 percent off. You can you don't you don't have to send it in right away. You just get the legacy box and it'll be 40 percent off when you go to legacybox.com slash Beck. Start. um Start preserving your family history. Look to the future now. Everything that you have, photos, videos, anything that is, especially formats, I don't even recognize right now. They will put it all digitally in any kind of thing you want. You can have it on a DVD. You can have it on a CD-ROM. You can put it on, uh, uh, you know, the cloud, whatever you want. Legacybox.com slash Beck. Take advantage right now. 40% off. Legacybox.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. Um, We are facing all kinds of issues and we are not being encouraged to debate or even 
report the facts. In fact, we are under a great deal of pressure to not report facts, not to debate. You will fall in line or you will be destroyed. And it is becoming more and more apparent that it is the government using public-private partnerships like social media, now the banks, to do that entirely, to destroy those who step out of line. I, as a, as a broadcaster, I wonder what happened to the days when presidents actually felt that um, they felt respect for the American people. 1961, here's JFK speaking to the newspapers. President nature of this challenge that also gives rise to your second obligation, an obligation which I share. And that is our obligation to inform and alert the American people, to make certain that they possess all the facts that they need and understand them as well, the perils, the prospects, the purposes of our program and the choices that we face. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program, for from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. For I have complete confidence. And the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. This is the problem. <clears throat> they no longer have complete faith in the American citizen. And the reason why the American citizen can't be counted on is because they're, they're not being given the full picture. There isn't pushback uh, you know, people saying, no, that's not what it means. Yes, it is. The debate, which is required in a republic, is gone. And there is one side that is trying to squash all debate. A republic cannot survive without debate. And a republic cannot survive <clears throat> without an informed populace stay here we will do our best to uphold that promise one of my favorite lines in the declaration of independence has always been and in support of this rec uh, this uh this proclamation we mutually pledge to each other our lives our fortunes and our sacred honor uh well we're not to the life point yet but we are to our fortunes and our sacred honor our sacred honor is being destroyed every day by those people who want to control what you put into your body, what you do, what you spend, what you say. They will rip you apart and you will have no honor if it is left up to them. So everyone who speaks out now is risking their, faith, uh, their, uh, their sacred honor. But I have two gentlemen that are joining me here in just about 60 seconds that are also risking their fortunes. They have a very good chance of losing their livelihood by being on this program to tell you something they feel is very important for America to hear and understand. Courage 
is contagious. Hopefully, you'll get infected with a little bit of courage in 60 seconds. High time to recognize the danger posed by cyber criminals and to do something about it. A few keys. Avoid using public Wi-Fi. Hmm. Consider your security and privacy when you're posting on social media. And never click on links from unknown sources. Teach your kids about cybersecurity as well. Now, these are the things that you can do. But you're still, you're, you're at a high risk of getting hacked at some point in your, life, uh, in your lifetime. And that takes away all of your credibility uh, because your, uh, your finances are going to be taken. Your name is going to be taken. Your social security number. All of this can be destroyed through cyber theft. That's why there is LifeLock by Norton. Now, nobody can stop everything, but they are the best in the business. And if there is a problem, they have a team of specialists that will work with you to fix the problem. I want you to join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code back. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code back for 25% off. It's lifelock.com. Joining me now are two, two people that have a story to tell about something that I believe is happening today. Aaron Gonzalez and Michael Frazier are joining us. Aaron is a manufacturing engineer at the 3M uh, plant in Columbia, Missouri. And uh, Michael Frazier is a production operator at 3M and also a small business owner. We welcome both of you uh, to the program. Uh, one other thing. One other thing that I should uh, mention, Aaron, you are not vaccinated, correct? Yes, that is that is correct, Glenn. And Michael, you are vaccinated. Yes, Glenn, I am vaccinated. Okay, thank you for coming on the program. Thank you for being brave enough to use your name and tell us the story that you're about to tell. Who wants to start? Aaron can start. Yeah. Glenn, so um, something unthinkable has happened. The federal government is calling us federal contractors and has supposedly mandated that 3M require us to be vaccinated by December 8th. If we don't get an exemption, which is confusing, we will be terminated. There's so many questions. There's so little time. It's just um, putting a lot of stress on all of us. Um, I don't understand how this is happening can you tell tell me and the audience just so we i mean everybody's heard of 3m but what is it that you you make i mean you make the things that make things correct yeah so 3m is a huge company we make post-it notes scotch tape a lot of things that, that go into things we make electrical things in our plant we make some medical devices and a drug like litman stethoscopes um we just make so many things okay. uh but we're a really big company, yeah. Okay, and so the federal government says that 3M is a contractor, and 3M has decided they don't want to lose their business with the federal government, and so they are um, they're enforcing a vaccine mandate that doesn't really even exist yet. Um, and are they giving you any outs 
on the the vaccine mandate? Yeah, there's the medical exemption and the religious exemption. Now, I've heard they're kind of hard to come by, so I'm really leery of how they're going to review these and what they're going to do. And, you, you know, I, I don't understand how a contract between my company and the federal government overrides my rights to my body. If I don't feel safe in something, I shouldn't have this choice between the jab or my job. So, Mike, yeah. Michael, why are you part of this? Because you're vaccinated. I'm, I'm part of this because I, I made the personal choice to get vaccinated. Um, back in a time when, when the vaccination was being sold as something different than what it actually came to be. Um, my fight in this is I'm not interested in continuous boosters. I'm fearful. I have three daughters that are uh, elementary and, and uh, intermediate school age, and I'm fearful that from what I see in the in the news, that that's who they're targeting next. So, what are you guys going to do about it? We're, we're uh, our plant is a lot of a lot of good, hardworking folks in our plant are out on the sidewalk along the road now, protesting this today. And so, there is a a strike, if you will. Uh, it's a protest. It's a protest, and they're not. What's the difference between a strike and a protest? We, there's some verbiage, I believe, federally where we have protection to protest for, for the day. Okay. Without the recourse. Okay. And what uh, are the hopes? I mean, how many people, I know in Missouri, 3M employs what, about 500 people? Yeah. So how many people, go ahead. Yeah, in our plant, we have about 470, but there's two other facilities as well that are pretty big also. So probably around 1,500 people total in Missouri. Okay. And how many people do you expect to be on the sidewalk protesting today? So today there were about 40 people. Uh, there is a 3M-wide, U.S.-wide, or 3M uh, call-in protest today. And we don't have numbers because it's so hard to estimate this, and there's so many facilities. There's over 22 locations participating, people that are sales rep, people at corporate. Um, we were estimating maybe between 1,000 to 2,000 people, but it's really hard to know. This thing has a life of its own. Uh, and, and so what, I mean, you have only one day you can do this? It's a little confusing, Glenn, but um, at some point, a, a walkout protest can become a strike if it's done too often or for too long, and it's confusing. Okay, so what are you hoping will be accomplished today? Uh, a couple of things. One, first and foremost, we got to call all the Americans that are against forced vaccination to stand up because it's not going to stop with me here as a federal contractor. It's coming for everybody. They're going for everybody that's in companies with 100 or more people. And they're not going to stop there. In California, they've already mandated it for the kids. So we got to stand up now before it keeps going. They've already got the nurses. They're already doing the military. They just keep going. we got to come together. That's my number one goal is to get people to start coming together and stand up against this because it's not right. Michael? Yes. Your goal? My goal is that everyone's right to choose this is, is left intact. Um, and my daughter's... Uh, aren't forced to become part of an experiment. You guys, uh, from what I understand, um, you have had a couple of coworkers that have had problems 
with the vaccine? Yes, that that is correct. As, as I've been talking to people, it just shocked me. You know, in our plant, maybe 50 to 60 percent of the people are vaccinated. And just out of that small number, there's been um, four or five significant long-lasting injuries. One lady had a heart attack from the vaccine, um, and they're still wanting us to take this. How do you know it was from the vaccine? Um, Well, this lady told me that her doctor told her it was the day after her second vaccine. The doctor said the vaccine caused it. So is this when you're looking at this, um, I mean, I'm I'm heartened to see somebody who is vaccinated standing with somebody who is unvaccinated because it's tearing our country apart. Half of our country is being trained to be either afraid of the other half or to demonize the other half. Uh, And that is terrifying to me. So it is. It's great to see that both vaccinated and unvaccinated are part of this. Yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of vaccinated people on that line today standing with us. Yeah, I agree, Glenn. Um, Something I am so worried about is our president, Biden. He is purposely using words uh, like like we're we're murdering people. He is. This is a persecution. Um, It's. it's just unheard of in our country. You know, I'm unvaccinated, but I don't want to hurt anybody. I'm not a murderer. I've never hurt anybody. Um, if I get some, some symptoms, I'm in a quarantine. I don't want to hurt people. And I just don't understand it because if you are vaccinated now, it turns out you can also spread COVID. I'm unvaccinated. I could also spread COVID. So there doesn't need to be hate between each other. We need to come together. Real leaders don't divide us and persecute their citizens. Let me play um, a piece of audio that came out this weekend from the head of the CDC. And, Michael, I'd like you to start. Tell me what tell me your thoughts on this again from the head of the CDC this weekend. We have seen that these mandates are getting more and more people vaccinated. Here's what we know. The most disruptive thing that you can do to a workforce is to have a COVID outbreak in that workforce. That will most definitely not only send people home, but it will send people to the hospital and some may pass. What we know from the police workforce is that there have been more deaths from the coronavirus over the last year and a half than all other causes of death for that workforce combined. So we believe it is very important to get these people vaccinated. There is a plan, um, should these people not want to be vaccinated, towards education and counseling to get people the information they need so that they are feeling comfortable in getting vaccinated. Michael, your thoughts on a plan to educate and counsel those who don't want to get the vaccine? It's no different than than the what the 3M Center in St. Paul has become a, a, a liberal indoctrination center um, where they, they, they that clip said they're going to shove it down our throats until we comply. That, that's what I heard. Uh, Aaron? Yeah. Um, it sounds a lot like re-education camps, potentially. Um, I'm capable of researching things. I have doctors. Um, we can make our decision. You know, I want to make the right decision. Um, what they're talking about, COVID being the biggest threat to a workforce, we've gone a year and a half, almost two years with this, and it hasn't disrupted us at all. We got 460 people. It did not disrupt our workplace. They're, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I, I worked more overtime in the past year and a half 
than I have my entire time at 3M in over 10 years. Uh, is is the is it a liberal and conservative divide? I I don't think so, Glenn, because I've talked to several liberals. One one person, their favorite uh, person is Rachel Maddow. She was saying she agrees with this. The, the mandate is wrong. It's our body, our choice. And they're now le- learning, like, they're not comfortable with the boosters because they're, they're learning that this thing is sketch. So is today the last day that there would be anything going on at 3M? Or can you even so, say? I'm not sure what we can say. I will just say that a lot of people are very distraught, and some people are sick. Um, some people have vacation. And, you know, some people may continue to be sick and continue to take vacation over this. Uh, and um, uh, are you guys afraid of ramifications for being on the air and identifying yourself? Absolutely. Um, retaliation, just something that we don't, we say we don't do. Um, it's definitely on my mind. Yeah, of course. Of course I'm worried. You know, I got two kids and a wife and... Uh, the worst case would be if somebody gets mad at us and goes after them. Um, this this is bigger than my job. It's bigger than the, this company. So I'm afraid, but I also know that this is so important. We got to do something. You two are remarkable, and uh, I'd like you to stay in touch with me. If there is any retaliation at all, you make sure that you call I mean, whoever the local authorities are first, but you call us uh, and let us know. Is there anything that the millions of people that are listening right now can do in support? Stand up for what you believe in. Yeah. Stand stand up. Call your your local officials, your state officials. You know, your your senators, your congressmen, let them know where you stand. Um, talk to your friends. Um, if you can, walk out at your place of work. Stand together. We can be strong together. God bless you both. Aaron Gonzalez and Michael Frazier, uh, both with 3M, uh, part of a protest today against the vaccine mandates. Back in a minute. So yesterday, uh, we had the whole family. We were sitting under a big, huge tree last night, kind of having a picnic and uh, celebrating my uh, granddaughter's eighth birthday, which is unbelievable. Um, but we we uh, had great food, all cooked on the Rectech. And we were so busy that I barely had time to even watch the steaks and all of the other food that was on the Rectech. Uh, and so I just put the thermometer into the meat and before you knew it, the alarm was going off and telling me the meat's done. And it was perfect at the, especially with the price of meat. Now it, it better be perfect. I can't waste a single bit of it. Rectech follow them now on social media, sign up for their newsletter. But if you are looking for a grill or a smoker or an outdoor oven, really, Rectech is the best. It really is. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. That's with a Q. This thing is built like a tank and you won't find anything, 
anything like it in its price range or beyond. It's Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Ten seconds, station ID. I have to tell you, Dr. Fauci is uh, is really one of the one of the he's a world class villain, in my opinion. Now, he might think that he is doing good. And uh, and a lot of people, the you know, the the road to hell is paved with good intentions. He believes I think he's doing good. And, you know, this this bullcrap that uh, they they weren't doing gain of function research is a lie it's a lie uh they were the nih was funding it uh and it and they knew exactly what they were doing and in his unbelievable arrogance he is now pushing for more money to be thrown his way so he can do more research this time on everything not just bats everything have we not learned our lesson no, because nobody pays a price anymore. This guy is a some sort of a weird national god. Over the weekend, however, uh, looks like something has come to light on Fauci. He his division at the NIH shipped part of a three hundred and seventy five thousand eight hundred dollar grant to a lab in Tunisia to drug beagles and lock their heads into mesh cages filled with hungry sand flies so the insects could eat them alive. 44 beagle puppies were used in this. The dogs had their vocal cords removed so scientists could work without their barking. And then they were eaten alive by sand flies. There are members of the Democratic Party and the Republican Party now in Washington that would like Fauci to explain uh, what, what exactly were you doing here? What were you doing? And why? And don't you think that it's maybe a little cruel to do this? And was it because you couldn't stand the the whines and the yelps of the puppies or the dogs that you had their vocal cords removed? Or or were you just really that callous that you just didn't want to hear the barking and the whining? By the way, it was your money, three hundred and seventy five thousand eight hundred dollars to. Have these beagles drugged and eaten while alive. So that's uh, that's who Dr. Fauci is. And I, I am uh, I'm growing increasing increasingly concerned that some of these people in charge of high tech and in charge of our supposed health are really um they hearken back to a lot of things uh from the past and doctors of the past and scientists of the past they feel free to do anything because they can 
This is the Glenn Beck Program. As Americans, we lead with our hearts and with our pocketbooks. We would do that and the rest of the world would follow, but not now. As the specter of leftism has grown, casting its dark shadow over everything we do, and now every day we march closer and closer to tyranny, you have to ask yourself, do you want to be a part of it or do you want to stand against it? You just met two people that would stand against it, and they are risking their jobs today, their livelihoods. They're risking their safety. Well, you may not be ready to do that, but are you ready to at least switch phone carriers and get away from these phone carriers that are working against you? Patriot Mobile is a phone carrier now that uh, has it's on the same cell tower, so it has all of the same great service, uh, better customer service, and about half the price. So please switch today to patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Patriotmobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. And don't forget, join us at Blaze TV. Become a member of the family. Join us now at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It is Monday. I want to give you some good news. The Ohio Senate has voted to ban gun seizures during emergencies. And they have added two important words. And knives. Here's the thing. They solidified the gun rights and limited the government power in an emergency. And they, you, you cannot uh, infringe on the right to bear arms and knives. It passed 23 to 7. It'll stop the local and state governments from confiscating anything that is lawfully owned during a declared emergency. This is something that um, we have seen governments already out of control on the 15 days to slow the spread. Uh, remember that two years ago? Well, it is now uh, in Ohio. It is illegal to to have any community try to do that. Um, and apparently the municipal league was uh, against the bill. Uh, and Senator Cecil Thomas. She's got to be great from Avondale. She says it removes local government authority. She said this bill is sort of like a Christmas tree wish list regarding the removing of municipal legislative powers. In doing that, you're creating an environment where local control really has no authority to manage the process. It's basically denying the local government the ability to protect their local community as they deem appropriate. Well, if you are confiscating guns and knives from the populace, the argument would be that's a human right that you cannot take away. I don't care if you're the federal government or the local government. The only reason why the Bill of Rights uh, um, applies to the federal government is because they wanted to make clear no federal government could ever do that because they never thought that the local government 
would violate human rights. It was too close to the humans that they voted for. Um, And so this is, I think, good news. Uh, Also, some more good news. Um, Florida and the uh, governor has said we want all of the police officers who have been fired because of the COVID restrictions or the uh, vaccine restrictions to apply and come to Florida. I would say the same thing, uh, you know, without any authority, but I would say the same thing about Texas. We have to start gathering together. We have to start coming um, or they're going to just, they're just going to just split us apart. We have to be together as communities and work to help one another. And not only police officers, but I, I would say, really, at this point, just about anybody who is on the wrong side of the federal government. Let me give you a couple of examples. The Idaho Medical Association has just targeted a pathologist's license for prescribing uh, ivermectin instead of using, quote, accepted and documented medical practices and vaccination. Hmm. As tolerance for intellectual diversity continues to narrow within the academic and public health establishments, dissenters in medicine and education are facing a range of professional reprisals. This is from Just the News. The Idaho medical establishment targeted pathologist Ryan Cole's license to practice after the medical director of America's Frontline Doctors, which challenges COVID-19 orthodoxy, was appointed to a regional health board. The University of California is putting a psychiatrist and bioethicist professor, Aaron Keharity, on unpaid leave for refusal to get vaccinated for COVID, the subject of his ongoing lawsuit seeking recognition of natural immunity. That's the craziest thing. We now have doctors denying natural immunity. How is that possible, Doc? How is that possible? We all know that a vaccine, what it does is it tricks your body into thinking that it has COVID without all the nasty effects. And so you make antibodies. That's what a vaccine does. It gives you a little of smallpox, a little bit of rubella, a little bit of whatever it is. And it tricks your body into making its own natural immunity. And how is it you are denying natural immunity? So I don't have some weird ass thing that was cooked up in a lab. Instead, I have the actual virus and my body fights it and kills it and somehow or another the thing you cooked up in a lab is more powerful than my own body when will americans wake up and see this they're silencing everyone who is actually standing with science that everyone knows Apart from COVID, a pro-American education startup founded by a self-described deplorable professor 
accused YouTube of pretextually suspending its account. So this was somebody that was saying, you know, we're going to teach actual, we're going to teach actual history online. YouTube canceled it. Idaho Medical Association asked the Board of Medicine to investigate uh, a doctor for refusing to use accepted and documented medical practices and vaccination instead prescribing horse dewormer. Mm. Mm. It's not. It's not. Several other UC employees have... uh, Uh, received the same kind of notice of intent to suspend without pay. Um, uh, A supportive letter he received, uh, this doctor that was let go by uh, UC, uh, he received a supportive letter from a black professor and a man of the left who has remained silent, quote, for one of the first times in my life because I am one lost paycheck away from economic disaster. I will tell you that one last one last paycheck is is that the price that you are willing to sell out for See a lot of people have been afraid to speak out about a lot of really bad things and they failed to speak, uh, speak out early when it wasn't your life at stake It was your job. And I'm telling you now, if we all stand up, we can fight this back. That's why they're fighting so hard to to thwart you right now, to frighten you. As soon as they have control of your bank account, you're done. You're done. Now you will be unable to get a job now you will be unable to get a loan now you will go out of business if you haven't already stood we can't have this get worse let let me show you what's happening in uh, new zealand here's here's the head of new zealand proudly Declaring, yeah, we have two classes of citizens. Listen. So you basically said this is going to be like, well, it's almost like uh, you probably don't see it like this. The two different classes of people, if you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated, you have all these rights. If you are vaccinated. That is what it is. So, yep. 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 Two classes of citizens, those with rights and those who don't have rights. Is that the America you want? That's the prime minister of New Zealand, and she's proud and happy to say it. We've already played the CDC director, Walensky, but it's worth playing again in case you haven't heard it. Here is here she is this weekend talking about a new plan that is yet to be announced. We have seen that these mandates are getting more and more people vaccinated. Here's what we know. The most disruptive thing that you can do to a workforce is to have a COVID outbreak in that workforce. That will most definitely not only send people home, but it will send people to the hospital and some may pass. What we know from the police workforce is that there have been more deaths from the coronavirus over the last year and a half than all other causes of death for that workforce combined. So we believe it is very important to 
to get these people vaccinated. There is a plan, um, should these people not want to be vaccinated, towards education and counseling to get people the information they I need. So that I just want you to understand education. What does that mean? How would that how would that happen? Do I have to go into a meeting at my office and watch some video? Do I have to go someplace and maybe take a weekend away, maybe go to some sort of camp and get that education? And then do I have to pass a test? Do they have to believe me that I believe that? Do I have to fully accept it or do I continue to get education? Or do I go to the more scary part of that sentence? Therapy. So if I don't accept it at your education uh, level, do I then have to go into a psychotherapist who is then going to treat me for some sort of disorder? Don't think they won't do it. They will. There is already a plan to do it, according to her. Now. You might say, well, I don't think that the vaccine is whatever. That's fine. I want you to know, because I've watched some of the education. I got some education on CNN, and I didn't, I didn't know this. But uh, our, our new Surgeon General has made an announcement, which I think is really amazing. And... I just I just want you to say people I'm quoting people who got the COVID-19 vaccination are less likely to die from any cause compared to unvaccinated people. We have found the fountain of youth. We have this is the beginning of the cure to cancer. If you are vaccinated, according to our new Surgeon General. You are more likely to stay alive, less likely to die from any cause because you have received the vaccine. Well, that should be shouted from the highest mountaintop um, because, oh, I know I believe it. And every thinking human being, I'm sure, believes that that is 100 percent true. Back in a minute. Recently, uh, one of our listeners, Wesley, wrote in to share his experience dealing with American financing. He said, I was able to lock in unbelievably great rates thanks to guidance from my mortgage consultant. He was really helpful, gave me wise, sound advice. The process was really easy. We closed in less than a month. Glenn, thank you so much for recommending American financing. Wesley, you're welcome. Nothing I love better than hearing uh, from people who are trying the things that I'm talking about on the radio, and it makes their situation better. The best way you can find out if this will work for you is to call American Financing. It is not too late to learn about the mortgage refi option. Give them a call today while you're thinking about it. Next hour, I'm going to go into something that the White House uh, has just released that they're they're hoping that you're not going to tie it to last Friday's release of ESGs and the banking. But that is exactly what it is. 
they released something that is truly <laughs> as terrifying as a plan to educate those or to provide counseling for those who don't want to get the virus uh, or the uh, vaccination. Uh, I'm going to tell you about that and um, say some pretty unpopular things in next hour. And I hope you will join me for it and hear them clearly. Anyway, American financing. Uh, it's going to get harder and harder to get loans. Do it now. 1-800-906-2440. Get out from underneath those high interest credit cards that will control your life. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing. NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We are so glad that uh, you're listening today. Thank you. On tomorrow's program, uh, I'm bringing in a, um, a friend, um, a guy who has just done a, uh, a song uh, about Afghanistan and uh, what's happening. It's happening there, Joe. Uh, and he's gotten all kinds of pushback for it. Uh, there's a, another guy who's doing the same thing with uh, Let's Go Brandon. It's a rapper. He's been deleted now from YouTube because of medical misinformation in the song Let's Go Brandon. Really? What, uh, what, what misinformation medically is in the song? I, maybe, I, maybe it's just me. Uh, but uh, tomorrow, uh, John Androsik from uh, the uh, Five from Fighting uh, will be with us. And I think he has a really positive message. And I don't know about you, but I, I need a positive message. I need uh, some positivity in my life. And I, I'm going to I'm going to challenge you next hour to to stand for the truth, because I want to share something that came out from the White House. What a surprise on Friday afternoon. When everybody was going home, they decided they were going to announce a new, rather large initiative that goes right hand in hand with Build Back Better, the Great Reset, and the banking system's ESGs. I'll explain next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, for some reason or another, the ADL is now interjecting itself into the Halloween debate. The Anti-Defamation League uh, is now wanting to make sure that we do not perpetuate gender norms. Really? Perpetuating gender norms uh, in our schools and on our streets for Halloween. Uh, the ADL suggests schools tell the students that there aren't any boys and girls costumes. So Superman can be a woman and Pocahontas can be a man. 
This is what the ADL is doing. Hmm. Why? Why? Well, I'll begin to explain it to you and give you its surefire cure in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Look, if you're living with pain, especially severe or constant pain, it sucks the life out of you. I've experienced it myself, and I can tell you uh, it is not a way you want to live. Pain is usually caused by inflammation in our body someplace, usually in our joints, and it'll hit you like a ton of bricks and turn everything you do into a massive chore. Don't despair. You can lead a normal life again. Try Relief Factor. When I started taking it, uh, my wife actually forced me to do it because I didn't think it would change anything. <laughs> After about three, four weeks of taking it, uh, I had to admit to her, yeah, okay, things have changed. But in my head, I thought, hey, well, no way, it's relief factor. It's not working. So I stopped taking it. And the pain came back. So I haven't done that little stupid experiment again. I take it three times a day, and I recommend you do the same. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more. The three-week quick start trial pack is now $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-583-84. Relieffactor.com, 800-583-84. Wow, so costumes... Huh. Costumes uh, that are targeted to boys place heavy emphasis on superheroes and action figures. Uh, and uh, they convey the messages that boys should be scary and gruesome. Huh. Really? Because superheroes and action figures are gruesome. That is weird. Uh, but be careful of gender stereotypes. That's according to the ADL. Okay. Why are they doing that? Well, because the whole world is going to conform, the question is, will you? I want you to understand, history doesn't just repeat itself. History is repeating itself. And you are at the beginning now of something extraordinarily dangerous. And I will tell you that we will make the Germans look like rookies in the end if we allow this to happen. The whole world is on the edge. China is on the edge of economic disaster. If they go down, just the supply line problem that we have will be enough to knock us flat. And there will be somebody there who says, I can rebuild it better. I can build back better. This is the Biden-Harris administration this weekend on Friday. <laughs> if you really want to bury something, you release it on Friday afternoon. Last Friday, they talked about ESGs and the new banking system. This time, they issued the first ever national gender strategy to advance the full participation of all people including women and girls in the United States and the world. Wow. Now, you would think they wouldn't want this buried, right? Why would you announce something, the first ever national gender strategy? 
Now, it does include women and girls. I don't think we need to stereotype. Well, I mean, exactly how do you define women and girls? I'd like the, the Biden-Harris administration to answer that before we go on, but they won't. Here it is. President Biden and Vice President Harris believe that advancing gender equity and equality is fundamental to every individual's economic security, safety, health, and ability to exercise their most basic rights. It is also essential to economic growth and development, democracy and political stability, and to the security of nations across the globe, ensuring that all people, regardless of gender, have the opportunity to realize their full potential is therefore both a moral and strategic imperative. Wow, that sounds great, doesn't it? Yet no country in the world has achieved gender equality. And we are at an inflection point. Oh my gosh, build back better. The COVID-19 pandemic has fueled a health crisis, an economic crisis, and a caregiving crisis that have magnified the challenges that women and girls, especially women and girls of color, have long faced. You know, like being fired because... You won't take the vaccine, ladies. You lady nurses, you gotta go. It has exacerbated a shadow pandemic of gender-based violence in the United States and around the world. These overlapping crises have underscored that far too long the status quo have left too many people behind. The moment demands that we build back better. It requires that we acknowledge and address long-standing gender discrimination and the systematic barriers to full participation that have held back women and girls. It requires that we bring the talent and potential of all people to bear to face the challenges of our time. That's why the Biden-Harris administration established the White House Gender Policy Council, charged with leading the development of the first-ever National Strategy on Gender Equity, which sets forth an aspirational vision and comprehensive agenda to advance gender equity and equality in domestic and foreign policy, and demonstrates that families, communities, and nations around the world stand to benefit. The strategy identifies 10 interconnected priorities. So, If you believe in protecting women, you have to believe in all of these things because they're all connected and they're all a priority. One, economic security. Two, gender-based violence. Three, health. Four, education. Five, justice and immigration. Six, human rights and equality under the law. Seven, security and humanitarian relief. Eight, climate change. Nine, science and technology. Ten, democracy, participation, and leadership. These priorities are all linked and must be tackled in concert. The strategy also adopts an intersectional approach that considers the barriers and challenges faced by those who experience intersecting and compounding forms of discrimination related to gender, race, and other factors, including sexual orientation, ethnicity, religion, disability, age, and socioeconomic status. 
This includes the addressing of discrimination and bias faced by black, Latino, indigenous, Native American people, Asian Americans, Native Hawaiians, Pacific Islanders, and other people of color. Do you see where we're headed here? Do you see where we're headed? Any protected group is going to now get um, special privileges under the economy to make sure that we are addressing, let's say, climate change in the Aleutians because the Aleutians have Pacific Islanders. And they've always been downtrod. So we need to really work on climate change there and maybe not so much in your white town. Let me tell you something. If you think that these people actually care, actually care about women, let me remind you of Loudoun County, Virginia, where they tore a father apart and made him look like a madman terrorist because he was trying to defend his daughter who was raped. And the reason why they didn't want to bring up the rape is because it's from a gender fluid individual that was wearing a skirt who is a boy who went into the girl's bathroom to rape her. They don't care about women. If they did, I didn't see any of them on the ground in Afghanistan. They don't care about people who are actually being persecuted because of their sexual orientation. How do I know that? I didn't see them on the ground saving homosexuals in Afghanistan or in Syria or in Iraq. We did. Where were you? They also want to build on the historic Affordable Care Act and continue to expand and improve health care globally. Defend the constitutional right to safe and legal abortion in the United States. And address the pernicious effects of health inequity, including by addressing the maternal mortality crisis in the United States. They've got all kinds of things here that are going to make sure that they have, through the American Rescue Plan and through ESGs and through the government and their public-private partnerships, public-private partnerships to inform and educate and then make sure it's executed, to inform our ongoing and future efforts to advance gender equity at home and abroad, the strategy calls for continued accountability, consultation, and engagement as we work towards our collective vision for gender equity at home and abroad. Its implementation will guide strategic planning and budgeting, 
policy and program development, measurement and data and management and training. We look forward to partnering with Congress, local, state, tribal, territorial government, civil society, the private sector, foreign governments and multilateral institutions to drive progress towards the objective outlined in this strategy. I didn't have enough time to go through all of the objectives in the strategy. But you can read it yourself at whitehouse.gov. It again was released last Friday late afternoon. I want to I want to share with you the fact that the family is under attack. That the sacredness of being a man and the sacredness of being a woman is under attack. And it's under attack to do one thing. Destroy the family. That's it. This is the most evil plan I have ever encountered. To destroy the family. Some organizations like BLM have that in their manifesto to destroy the family. This is now going to be implemented by the federal government through our banking systems and ESG and through everything else. It will touch every aspect of your life. So I'm going to go through a few things that are true. And if you disagree with them, well, then we can still be friends. But I don't think we're on the same side. You may be fighting for the wrong side. And I, I want to share what I hold to be self-evident truth. I'll give you 90%, 95%, agree in 95%, great, let's fight together. If not, we should part ways. 60 seconds, I'll tell you. So if I cornered one of your kids or your grandkids right now and said, why is it so important we have the free market? What makes our way better than any other way? Would they know how to answer it? Would you know how to answer it? Whatever you're doing, I want you to take a minute today and order the Tuttle Twins and the Miraculous Pencil. It will teach them, and maybe you, about the free market, how it works, and why it is so incredibly important, and how it benefits everyone along the chain in a fun and entertaining way. And it will leave lasting knowledge about how the world actually works. Tuttle Twins. These books are an absolute household necessity. I have them for my kids, my grandkids. You should too. We must plant these things deep into our kids, into the next generation. Now there's a 35% discount off the books, plus they're giving away activity workbooks at no additional cost. That's a big discount off the normal price. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com to get the discount. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids sane in a crazy world. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID.
Now, if one of your objective, uh, one of your objections to what I'm about to tell you is that there is no God, um, see if you can work around that objection. Uh, I truly believe there is one and we need to implore him for his help. But if that is your objection, see if you can't get around that to go with all of the other truths that I'm about to speak. All human beings, male and female, were created in the image of God. They were created for a purpose, male and female. Each each has a divine nature and a destiny. Gender is essential characteristic of that eternal identity and its purpose. You were born a male or a female for a reason, and there are only two genders. God commanded at the beginning to multiply and replenish the earth, and that still should be our goal it still is in effect and procreation and the powers that it takes to procreate should only happen between a man and a woman who are lawfully wedded as husband and wife (sighs) have i gone too far now which means that because that is a sacred power to procreate And it should be happening between a man and a woman lawfully wedded as husband and wife. It means that that life that you create is divinely appointed and thus all life is sacred and abortion is murder. Husband and wife together have a responsibility to love and care for each other and their children Parents together have a sacred duty to rear their children in love and righteousness, to provide for their physical and spiritual needs, and to teach them to love and serve one another, to observe the commandments of God, and to be law-abiding citizens wherever they live. That is the responsibility of mothers and fathers, and they will be held accountable if they fail to discharge those obligations. The family is sacred. It is the basic fundamental building block. Thus, a marriage between a man and a woman is essential to not only God's plan, but to the universe. Children are entitled to be, in, to be born within the bounds of matrimony, to be reared by a father and a mother who honor their marital vows with complete fidelity. And happiness in family life is found most likely in the followings of the Judeo-Christian values and principles. Successful marriages are established and maintained on principles of faith, prayer, repentance, forgiveness, respect, love, compassion, work, and wholesome recreation. As a dad, I am responsible to provide the necessities of life and protection of my family. My wife is primarily responsible for the nurture of our children, but we help each other on both of those things as equal partners. 
Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't special cases. Of course there is. And extended families should lend support when needed. But the disintegration of the family, the destruction of the family, will bring upon us as individuals, our communities, and our entire world calamities beyond your imagination. That's why I believe family first. You must stand up for these principles first. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, it's better than having a uh, real estate agent when you're trying to buy or sell a home. Having an entire team of people with that real estate agent. I mean, when you have an entire team, somebody that, you know, when your real estate agent says, hey, you've got to get the roof fixed or you got to get this fixed or you should change this, that they know who the best in your area is and they can get you on the phone uh, and they can help get it done. This is this is a real estate agent with the best practices and they have an a, a lineup of people and places that you can contact in order to get things done and done right. And then they're aggressive, driven to take your home buying or selling experience to the next level and make sure that you end up precisely where you want to be, how you want to be at the end of the transaction. Well, that real estate agent can be found at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is my company. We vet these people. We watch them. They don't work for me. And this is a free service to you. They're just people that we feel have the best practices and can help you in your area. Whether you're buying, selling, or both, call them now. Realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, don't forget Blaze TV, a very important special this Wednesday night. Become a family member. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. I've said for years that I think it's going to be this audience and especially alcoholics in the audience that will save our nation. And I say that because the 12 steps apply in anything in your life. It doesn't have to be just alcohol. You know, there's the steps. Let me just give you two of them today. The first one is we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. The second is we began to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. So what do those two mean and how do they apply? First of all, AA works. It works. Stanford science writer described AA as the most effective path to giving up alcohol. It, it, it works and it is the go-to around the world. You were called incurable before Alcoholics Anonymous. So what is it? Well, it is the self-empowerment at the same time, the, the uh, balancing of the self. You have to admit you're powerless over this. And it's the hardest step, I mean, other than not drinking. To admit that you have a problem because you see yourself as somebody who is not an alcoholic. You see yourself as not somebody who's a bum in the streets. You, you, you can't be that person because that person is too weak and you're not that weak. 
And so you try over and over and over and over again, and you fail every day trying to stop, and you can't do it. And a lot of times you will push all of these things under the rug. You know, you well, no, I mean, everybody has a drink now and then. I, this was my excuse. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't drink before 5 p.m. I was hammered every night from 5 p.m. on, but I went to work sober-ish. You can't, you can't admit that everything that you have done and thought was true is not, and you can't admit it. For instance, we're going through this right now, right now. We are refusing to admit that our country is at the end, that our country has all kinds of problems, and we've had these drinks at cocktail parties and they've been pushed by the bartender, the politician. They've been excused by our really bad friend, the media. It was like, ah, you're not an alcoholic. It's not going to happen to you. And we bought it. So the first thing we have to do is say, America has a real problem and I'm part of it. Okay, that's step one. See that we have a problem. Can you admit we have a problem and that you're part of it? The next step, step two, is basically accepting that you're not God. And that maybe there is a God. And maybe that God can help you. And AA is very, very uh, clear on God. But let me, let me explain you have to admit that you are not God, and that's not as simple as it sounds. When you believe in God, you believe that God determines the truth, and there's only one truth, and it's God's, and all you can do is try to figure out what that truth is and how to apply it to your lives as best as you can, right? But today, in America, we have my truth. It's not a joke. We've joked about it for a long time. It's a creed. And we need to understand that many people, including young people, believe truth is like beauty. It's in the eye of the beholder. They believe that truth can only be extracted from personal experiences and feelings. They think truth comes from inside of them, not without. Personal truth. When you have personal truth, the only way you can really find answers is to find them in yourself, and that makes you your own God. You can, you can write people rights or take them away because you know the truth, and the truth is personal because you found it within you through your own personal experience. For an alcoholic... I mean, this is a problem because we genuinely want to drink. That's the truth of my personal experience. If I had a bottle of Jack Daniels and I didn't know who I was right now, I would be drinking like there is no tomorrow. When you crave something so horribly, you are an addict. And that addiction becomes the prevailing truth. 
And that's why to overcome your addiction, you have to look for the truth outside of yourself. It can't be defined by your own personal experience because all your personal experience has led you to is your addiction, your destruction. You can't be God. And by saying that, it requires you to humble yourself, which is the biggest theme of AA and honestly why it works is because it creates humble people. And it's scary. I mean, whether you recognize it or America recognizes it or not, they, they we have begun to see ourselves as gods, God who knows everything. Because we don't have all the answers. We're not God. And when you realize you don't have the answer, this is where it gets really frightening because you now realize there are things outside of your control. You can't control anything. And that is a scary place to be at first. That's why people tune to their own definitions of the truth. Because they, they are seeking out one truth. That one truth. That reminds them they're in control, but they're not. And if they're not in control, who is? This is where the important definition of God comes in from AA. It's very vague. God as you understand it. The God of your understanding. The specifics of God are less important than surrendering to the idea of God, which, which is basically saying, I'm putting my sword down. I'm not God. Something bigger than me is God. A lot of Americans aren't willing to do that because it's it is it's become the source of so much of our discontent. We 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 have to find why people won't take that step and listen to them. Because you can't scold an addict out of whatever they're addicted to. We are never going to be able to scold the other side into understanding and leaving their religion because that is what it is become a, a worshiping of the planet a worshiping now of a god that is the government that can print up rights most most alcoholics will tell you a story about someone in their life who loved them enough to tell them the truth and then stick around for the consequences. That's how you have to approach your friend, your neighbor, your child, your parent, co-worker. Who's clinging on their own version of truth. We have to be honest. But we also have to do it with understanding. Americans are just like alcoholics because we all are. We're addicted to something very, very bad that is destroying a nation that has really become a very functional alcoholic. But at the end, functional alcoholics, they either die or they get better. But people are terrified of the truth. And that's why they're running from it, especially young people. 
who are running from the truth of their own bodies. A young girl says she's a boy. What she's really saying is the reality of who she is is too much for her. She wants to escape it. Well, I understand that feeling because that's what drove me to alcohol. You don't want to live in reality. It's hard in reality. And life can be really cruel and tough and there's nothing you feel like you can do about it. So you cling to your own truth. We're so afraid of not being God of our reality. That's why it's so personal when you question if someone's truth is true. Because in essence, you're asking them if they're really God. Do they really think you're God? And we really have to understand where they're coming from, genuinely. Because we have to find those who want to stop drinking. We have to find those who, who don't know what to do, but know that they're trying to solve this, but everything they do doesn't work. We have to reach those people. With the understanding that we can't change the country either, but we can change ourselves. And we can, we can help others see the truth, the real truth. Basically, you're asking them to come home. And no amount of shouting is going to do it. Only, you're only going to come home if you're reminded of how good it feels to be home. How good it feels to do good. How good it feels to love someone. How good it feels not to be angry all the time. Coming home is really scary. But it is the only way forward. Back in a minute. This past week, the uh, chief economic advisor at Alliance, uh, Mohammed El Arian, gave a stark warning about inflation. He told Fox Business that he doesn't really agree that it's transitory and investors should look forward to another year of at least high and persistent inflation. So at least high and persistent. What does that mean? What's left after that? Well, Jack Dorsey uh, talked about it this weekend. Uh, hyperinflation. <laughs> if you didn't see what he said, I wonder if he should be banned from Twitter on that kind of misinformation because the Fed says that's not coming. May I a- ask you, please, call Goldline. Find out if gold or silver is right for you. Right now, they have a free platinum special. This is the last week they're offering it. If they have any left by then. Um, get your financial house in order. Goldline is currently giving away at no cost one tenth ounce platinum coin with a qualifying order of graded five dollar gold Indians. They've never given platinum away because of its value and demand, but you can get it now at Goldline. It's eight six six Goldline eight six six Goldline. I want you to do your own homework and find out if gold or silver is right for you, but protect yourself against runaway inflation 866 goldline 888-727-BECK this is the Glenn Beck program 
This is the Glenn Beck program. Let me go to Graham in Oregon. Hello, Graham. Hey. How are uh, you? Good morning, Glenn. Uh, How have your past two years been? <laughs> great. 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 Yeah. yeah. So uh, I started my uh, basically background as a Marine uh, back in 03 to 07. Uh, started contracting for DHS in 2010, got a job with Federal Protective Service in 2015. Just uh, about a year and a half ago, I uh, transferred over to ICE. And um, so then I uh, start my morning with my daily reminder that uh, my time with the federal government is coming to a close. Uh, they've gone so far as to put an infographic on the DHS main webpage with the image of a syringe and a countdown clock counting down days, hours, minutes, and seconds to the uh, mandate deadline. Uh, uh, where is that? That is on the what's website? Oh, that's uh, the, the homepage. So when I log in, that's where I get access to all my, my uh, web tools. So like my Holy web uh, TNA, time and attendance. Uh, you know, employment, uh, EAP, uh, all of, all of my, do- it's the main page. I, as soon as I open up the browser, uh, then of course, uh, I've got the what's in the news feed, which, uh, of course assures me that it's a myth that if you have already had COVID-19, you don't need the vaccine. Mm, yeah, no. Um, down at the bottom of the page, I've got the find a vaccine tool that has been added to the web page. Uh, then we so got are you, the uh, so, so are you, are you staying with ice or what, what is your plan? Well, my plan is uh Semper Gumby, just always flexible. Um, <laughs> saw this coming a while ago. As soon as, uh, as soon as we got the word that, a that an official tracking system was established and they created a web tool, um, uh, you know, for tracking all of this. Like, oh, okay, so this is not temporary. This is going to stick around. And it started off and said, hey, uh, join our opt-in reporting program. So like, oh, okay. So it's opt-in, then it's opt-out, and then it's mandatory. So, uh, you know, I prepped the wife years ago that being in a position of a enforcement and authority, um, we'd have to contend with potentially leaving everything uh, someday if I was ever asked to do something that I wasn't. Yeah going to do so we enacted that plan uh this summer and uh we're getting out of our house actually we sold the house wow so, I, graham i have to tell you i uh I, I respect you uh for your bravery thank you for your service and if you're moving uh may i suggest idaho or texas <laughs> because i there's the places where I live, and I would like to be surrounded by neighbors exactly like you. This is the Glenn Beck Program.